Good evening. I'm Denise Chapman, and welcome to Episode 6 of Inside Studio 54 and more. I'm sending this first track, a classic, out to you, Joni. Here we go. When I found you, 
Quaalude was always on the menu before heading downtown to Les Jardins. John Addison created the perfect mix of gay and straight on any given evening. White couches to lounge on, mirrors everywhere, palm trees, and several huge rattan chairs, one of which was always available to Truman Capote, just 12 inches away from the dance floor, where everyone could watch him hold court checking out all the beautiful young boys on the dance floor. Once in a while, I'd dance over and twirl around him. He'd smile and wave. He was very sweet. Rolarina was doing her thing on and around the dance floor. Bobby Gudadaro was on the turntables. I was dancing with Carl Ademeyer, who managed the mailroom at Salsoul. It was Carl who took me to Les Jardins for the first time and introduced me to John Addison, and gave me my first quaalude. Bless his heart. David Rodriguez was hanging in the booth with Bobby, and then Bobby dropped the needle in the groove, and I heard bingo for the first time. I closed my eyes and twirled into another orbit. 
I was in music heaven from head to toe. For me, that's a true classic. Bingo by The Whispers. Written by Alan Felder, Norman Harris, and Bunny Sigler. A great arrangement by Bruce Hawes with members of the MFSB Orchestra in the tracks. Ron Baker on bass, Bobby Eli guitar, Norman Harris guitar, Ron Kersey organ and piano, J. Mark engineer, Vince Montana vibes, Carl Perullo engineer, Bunny Sigler piano, Larry Washington congas, and Earl Young on drums. Love Never Felt So Good. That was Michael Jackson and Justin Timberlake. I love that track. I heard it a few weeks ago at Tony Laborde's spot in Apopka, Florida. Big hit on the dance floor. Remix by David Morales, another big talent out of Puerto Rico. It was originally composed in 1980 by Michael and Paul Anka. Paul Anka, the one who wrote and sang the 1958 smash hit, Put Your Head on My Shoulder. He also wrote the theme song played every night from 1962 to 92 for The Tonight Show and Johnny Carson. In 2014, Love Never Felt So Good was reworked, featuring Michael in duet with Justin Timberlake, produced by Timberland and J-Rock, and released posthumously on Michael's Escape album. Then I played Beyond the Sea, 1959, a big hit for Bobby Darin. I really enjoyed the film Beyond the Sea with the very talented Kevin Spacey. He truly is the voice of Bobby Darin. What a talent. Great story and music. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you do.
inscription, it said, love from daddy, yo. Oh, well, baby, oh, little girl, I want to say I've got news for you. Let me tell you, oh, I've got news for you. Well, somehow your story don't ring true. Oh, I've got news for you.
everything is beautiful, even down to your cuticles. It ain't about me, it's all about you. You make me do what you want me to. Yeah, it's just like that. Hick on my number, baby girl, why don't you get right back? You're a perfect dime, I'm working mine. Just the thought of me and you, I mean, it's blowing my mind. Can't explain it though, but if I'm with you, I can't remain a hoe or stain the flow. It's a shame to know I maintain the flow, baby girl. Me and you was unexplainable. Mm. We need to get into acting. Can't you see this is a natural attraction? A lot of maxing and relaxing. Come on, baby girl, give a play of some action. I'm acting. Baby boo on the real, you know you honey proof. Mm, I can't even believe that. You live in a single life, damn, I need that. I hate to see a queen without a king. If I had you, I'd get you anything. Coast to coast, that like to Chicago. Be my buddy, go wherever I go. Costa Rica, obrigado. If I get you, I hit the lotto. We'll go shopping, get what you want to. Sky's the limit, so gonna spend it. I said it cause I'm in it. So go and give me your love and get in it to win it. Hit it. So I might get some action Yeah So let's get it cracking It won't be no rerun Hey, hey, hey What's happening? It won't be no type of scrapping Me and you This is everlasting I hate to sound sarcastic But we'll make a classic It'll be fantastic We need to get into acting Can't you see this is a natural attraction? A lot of maxing and relaxing Come on baby girl Give a play of some action I'm acting Show, girl, you're 
living in a perfect world. Like I said, I hate to see a queen without a king. I'm available. Let's make it happen. Yeah. A dime with a dub. How you love that? Beautiful part two. Oh, Don't you know? So Nineteen sixty-one. I've got news for you. Ray Charles, a favorite of Mark Fleischman's, and played at studios early evening Wednesday networking salons from time to time. 1979, I Don't Know If It's Right, Evelyn Champagne King, Don Ronaldo and his swinging horns in there, and Carla Benson, Yvette Benton, Barbara Ingram, and Bunny Sigler on background vocals. 2004, Perfect, Snoop Dogg, The Neptunes, Pharrell Produced. In 1980, Jerry Rubin, wife Mimi, and her sister Burr Leonard, a powerful marketing team, began hosting networking salons at Jerry's apartment on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. They would invite people and their two most interesting friends to network and exchange business cards. I received an invitation in the mail, and it piqued my interest. I was too busy at South Soul to schedule with a friend, so I chose to go alone. Those were the days when it was impolite to ask people what they did for a living, if you can believe that. But that's the way it was back then. I'm glad I went because I met a new best friend, Fran Moss, who founded the I Love Central Park campaign and became my future business partner in logos and promotions. This newer kind of networking was considered at once both tasteless and fun. But the parties caught on and were written up in the New York Times and the Washington Post. A few months after Mark Fleischman took over from Steve Rebell and Ian Schrager as the new owner of Studio, Mark invited Jerry and Mimi Rubin to host their networking salons at Studio 54 every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. The atmosphere during the early hours of the networking salon was completely different from late-night studio. Since it's impossible to have a business-related conversation, Amid thundering bass and flashing lights, we turned the house lights down to a warm glow and toned down the music. People could then hear each other speak. From 5 to 9, it was DJ Federico Gonzalez on the turntables, playing mashups of jazz, blues, swing, and standards from all of the greats like Lionel Hampton, Frank Sinatra, Tommy Dorsey, Aretha Franklin, and Ray Charles. DJ Leroy Washington would then take over the turntables at 9 p.m. and continue on in a mellow mood, and then at 10 p.m. he'd phase in the dance music and the party would begin. In a future episode, I'll go into details of just who Jerry Rubin and Abby Hoffman were in American history when I tell you all about Abby's star-studded fundraiser for New York's waterways. That'll be in a future episode. But one Wednesday night that will always stand out in my mind is when Reggie Jackson of the New York Yankees popped in. The studio crowd went crazy chanting, Reggie, Reggie, 
<laughs> he was immediately greeted by model Lynn Jefferson. The New York Post printed a picture on the cover of the two of them dancing, Lynn wearing Reggie's cowboy hat. Reggie danced and partied all night long with one gorgeous girl after another. There was nothing to suggest that just a few hours earlier, the Yankees had lost the final game of the World Series to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm -mm. He was New York's Mr. October, Reggie Jackson. As David Rodriguez would say, Tina Turner had legs to die for. Strong, muscular, perfectly proportioned, great calves, luscious inner thighs accentuated by short dresses, strong, muscular arms, high heels, and big hair. Tina had it all. She knew it, and she worked it. Tina Turner had the hottest legs in rock and roll. This next tract will always remind me of you, Tina.
Hot Legs, 1978, Rod Stewart, always a big hit on the dance floor at studio. In 1966, I was living at the Forest Hills Inn, owned by Mark Fleischman. I rented a round room, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world, in one of the turrets, and I was working as a showroom model on 7th Avenue. A high school friend, class of 62, Skippy Weinstein, called and invited me to go to the Apollo Theater in Harlem to see Ike and Tina Turner. I was thrilled. Skippy met comedian Bill Cosby while attending Temple University in Philadelphia, and it was Cosby who arranged for us to go backstage that night at the concert where I met WMCA good guy radio personality Frankie Crocker and Ahmet Erdogan, co-founder and president of Atlantic Records. Two connections that would serve me well over the years ahead. I was 18 years old and slowly losing interest in leaving New York City to enroll in classes at the University of Miami as I had promised my parents I would do after taking one year off. It was an evening of unforgettable music and people. I was mesmerized by the scene backstage and Tina on stage. Those perfectly sculpted muscular legs, the growl, her moves and her rapid speech pattern, it was wild. When Ike and Tina Turner did the next two songs I'm going to play for you, I wanted to scream like I did for Elvis, that is early pre-army Elvis. It was a joy clear down to my soul to hear and watch Ike and Tina Turner that night. Ike was amazing on guitar, and Tina was just wild. Here we go. Rock me, baby Rock me all 
Something on my mind. Won't somebody please, please tell me what's wrong? You're just a fool. You know you're in love. What you say? You got Rock Me Baby, Ike and Tina Turner, A Fool in Love, 1960, Ike and Tina Turner, written by Ike Turner. The next time I saw Tina on stage was at the Ritz in 1983. Amy Strauss of Columbia Records surprised me at the last minute and was able to put me on the guest list. I was super busy at studio, so I went alone and stood up high in the back with an unobstructed view of Tina Turner. She looked amazing and was more animal cat-like than in her movements at the Apollo. One thing was for sure, nothing would stop her this time around. She was a different Tina in a different groove. It was a whole new chapter for sure. Here we 
That was Country Honk, 1968, The Rolling Stones. That's the original version of Honky Tonk Women. Keith Richards said that they put that version of Honky Tonk Women on Let It Bleed, the album, because that's how the song was originally written, as a real Hank Williams, Jimmy Rogers, 30s kind of country song. And then guitarist Mick Taylor turned it around to this other song, and he got into a completely different field, throwing it off the wall completely, which is the one that they do all the time at the concerts. And when Tina Turner would open for them or sing with them, it was the second version, Hunky Tonk Women, that, um, that they always used. But I chose to play the original um, Hunky Tonk um, Country Honk. I chose to play that one because I absolutely love the fiddle part played by acclaimed bluegrass fiddler Byron Douglas Burline. I hope you enjoyed that. River Deep, Mountain High, 1966, Ike and Tina Turner, credited, even though Ike Turner had absolutely nothing to do with this record at all, according to producer and arranger Phil Spector. Ike owned Tina, and I imagine if Spector wanted Tina, he had to include Ike on the credits, or there was no deal. The last wall of sound production with 21 Peaks Orchestra has been referred to as a masterpiece, the greatest production of all by Phil Spector, and only the raw power of Tina Turner could have pulled it off. Anyone else would have been buried by it. George Harrison referred to it as the perfect record. I found what Angela Bassett wrote on the day of Tina Turner's passing to be the most touching. I quote, How do we say farewell to a woman who owned her pain and trauma and used it as a means to help change the world? Through her courage in telling her story and her commitment to stay the course in her life, no matter the sacrifice and her determination to carve out a space in rock and roll for herself and for others who look like her, Tina Turner showed others who lived in fear what a beautiful future filled with love, compassion, and freedom should look like. End of quote. May you rest in heavenly peace, Tina Turner. Hope and comfort too. 
And you fill my life with laughter You can make it better Ease my troubles, that's what you do Cause love is divine And it's yours and it's mine Like the sun To the one Say Have I told you lately That I love Have I told you There's no one above you Fill my heart with badness Take away my sadness Ease my troubles, that's what you do Dude. 